With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama avid ascend lx but did you know they sell other automotive products wheels brakes suspension just to name a few everything you need to elevate your drive simply go to tirerack.com sports tirerack.com it's the way tire buying should be mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and so are we i'm tori deal and i'm anisa ferreira the wait is over guys all stars four is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio? Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live from the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road has protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Um, I, I have a, I have a lot of thoughts on this Michael Orr story. Okay. So if you're just catching up and look, it's still, we're still kind of summer-ish, right? Summer-ish. Some people's kids have started school. Some don't start school till the end of the month. Some till next month. Some people are still going on vacation. You know, all these different things taking place. Um, but, uh, so I, I respect that some people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Michael Orr was the subject of The Blind Side. You guys remember The Blind Side? It was a book. Michael Lewis wrote that book. And then it was a movie and a really good one. Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw were in, in the movie. And my the story of Michael Orr was, here was a kid whose mom, drug problem, um, on the streets of Memphis and uh, this family fell, in, you know, out of the goodness of their heart, fell in love with them, took him in, made him one of their own, took him to football practice, helped teach him how to play football, helped change his life forever. He went to a private school where he became a quality student. Then he went to Ole Miss where the father had actually played basketball. And the story was that he was adopted they adopted him and then he went to Ole Miss and then became a star left tackle drafted in the first round in the NFL. That was an amazing story. You know, the Kurt Warner story of personal uh, perseverance 
is close, but this one feels even better, right? Because, you know, how many times you've seen a kid down his luck and you're like, you just, I wish I could help this kid and somebody did. And he found this one sport that his mental makeup and body fit and became a star and is a millionaire 10 times over because of it. Um, but there's, what is that Paul Harvey used to say? There's more to the story. Why is that? Paul Harvey's a dated reference, right? You don't know who Paul Harvey is? Jason? No, no, no. I do. I, I don't know if the most rest people of the know story. Huh? Yeah. I don't know if most people know Paul. Cope, Harvey. Do you know who Paul Harvey is? Wow. He does so, not host the family feud. Ha! No. By the way, I ran the Paul Harvey back when I first started in radio. Uh, I would say, <laughs> I would say Nick, um, it's like a, it's like a, um, it's like Lord of the Flies, right? Like you don't have to remember everything from Lord of the Flies, but you should probably know about the conch and about Lord of the Flies. Paul Harvey, predating Howard Stern, was probably the most famous radio voice in the country. Is that, am I close? What do you think? News-wise. Yeah, he was on news stations. Yes. And he had a he had an incredible career, but at the end, probably the last 20 years, he would tell these stories. You know, on news stations whatever sponsored. And now the rest of the story. That was a short one. There was a 15-minute version that he did as well every day. Right. So, and there's actually there's actually a restaurant I got to give a shout out to it. I think it's called, uh, let me, let me look it up before I screw it up. There's a restaurant in Scottsdale that, um, I just want to make sure I, I get the, I make sure I get the restaurant correctly, but they purchased the rights to play all of those stories in the, in the bathroom. Wow. Yes. It's freaking amazing. Second Um, story restaurant. Yes. Second story. So, and I actually know the owner and had dinner there twice uh, Super Bowl week this year. And you walk in and then you hear Paul Harvey's tell the 15-minute stories. They're amazing. Anyway, how did I get to Paul Harvey? Oh, the rest of the story? Right. right. So, um, I mean, they're incredible. Who owns the rights to those like on podcasts? They, they exist? Somebody's got to have those on podcasts, right? I don't know. They're amazing. So the rest of the story, apparently we got the first like salvo in Michael Orr suing his adopted parents. They never adopted him. They took their, they have his conservative ship, which the only reason we know what a conservative ship is is because of Britney Spears. Right. Um, but the, the details of it that we got yesterday well, they came out and Mike Wars accusing the Tui family of profiting in the tune to the tune of millions off of the blind side and off of his name, image, and likeness that they can control and they can sell because they possesses conservatorship. Well, um, earlier today, the dad uh, had some comments and then the son was on, uh, I think it was Barstool. And they had some comments. And both of them basically said, like, look, the kids were actually, they weren't paid millions of dollars. They paid $14,000, as was Michael. And they didn't they didn't get anything on the back end of the movie. Um, 
And he wasn't adopted, but he wasn't adopted because he was 18. And the only reason that he couldn't be adopted was because he was 18. And the reason they had to move towards adoption or conservatorship is otherwise they felt he couldn't go to and he couldn't be recruited by Ole Miss, uh, which I don't know the rule that they're citing at the time because there is pre-existing relationship rule. I don't know ex- exactly why they said that, but I do know that there is a certain it's it's different in the handling of a recruit when he's your you have conservatorship or when you're the guardian or when you're the parent as opposed to if you're just an alum. And remember, the dad is an alum. So this is the rest of the story. I I think the danger in it is this. The danger in all this stuff is that we react to the initial plaintiff's claims. And look, if we go back, I don't know what Brett Favre knew. But it stands to reason that his side of the story feels kind of believable, right? Here's a guy who knows everybody in politics in Mississippi. He knows everybody. He's just simply trying to raise money. All he's trying to do is raise money for the facilities at Ole Miss. And what are you doing? You pick up the phone, you call, I'm Brett Favre. What can we do? How can I raise some money? He, he didn't, there, there is, there's no, there doesn't appear to be any outward knowledge that that money it was not like he goes like, hey, can we use those welfare funds? Now, if he knew they were welfare funds, well, then by all means, throw away the key. Bury him underneath the jail. I'm okay with that. That's evil. But we don't know that. Anybody who's ever raised money, what do you do? You call rich, influential people. That's how business works. Whether you're trying to raise money for your business or tries to raise money for school or whatever. And hey, what can you do? Oh, you guys got a grant? It's for schools? Can we move some of it over here? I'm not saying Brett Favre is totally in the right, but I also know that the way it originally read and felt when the accusations came out, like, wow, that makes him look like the worst human being on earth. The same thing with the Tuies. Like, damn. They're just, they're just Michael Ward's their piggy bank. You know? So, What's the update? The update is the family is like, we didn't get any money off it. Michael Orr has never been comfortable talking about it and stands the reason that this is what he feels like's happened. And I'm sure there's plenty of people around him like, dude, do you know that movie made $300 million? How much did you make? $14,000. Excuse me? You should be, Jim Rome makes more from Space Jam than Michael Orr does from the movie that's about his life. Right. Wasn't that the running joke that he'd go back every time space jam was on, he'd go to the, uh, yes. go, go to the, the, the mailbox and there'd be a check for 50 cents in there or something. Yep. That's but, the rest of the story. But what you're saying is like the one thing that I keep thinking about, the more you talk about the, uh, the rush to judgment, um, you can say this has been going on for a long time, but it just seems in recent years that there is a rush to judgment because of this. Remember what we talked about in recent weeks about the political value of, of victimhood. Somebody's getting screwed, so they're going to try to profit it, and everybody on Twitter is going to jump on the bandwagon. 
everyone yesterday was jumping on the Michael Orr bandwagon without knowing the facts of the case and just playing on the the plaintiff side of this thing. Remember the Buffalo Bills rookie punter a year ago. The details from the plaintiff came out and they were horrific. There was a gang rape involved and this punter was very much involved in this and it was horrible. And the Bills, who are a a company, made the rush to judgment and fired the kid. Everything comes out a year later and he had nothing to do with it. And now, if I'm not mistaken, he's still without a job. I think he may have tried out for the Ravens or something. But that's like a perfect example of a rush to judgment after hearing one side of the case. And this is a company, the NFL and the Buffalo Bills. And I don't think they've they've even given the kid a, an apology letter or anything. Well, I would, I would also say um, that as much as I agree with you, I don't know if it's the... NFL that we have to or the bills that we have to criticize as much as can you imagine what the public outcry would have been had you kept him so siding on caution overly siding on caution uh, yeah I mean I, I look the commissioner's exempt list is out there for a reason right that's where you put Ray Rice you know uh, where baseball just put Wander Franco on some kind of list right see how this plays out right so that probably would have been the proper course of action. But again, remember, like we are, and, and there's a lot of good from whether it's Me Too or whether, because there's some creepy dudes out there, right? There's a lot of people doing a lot of things they shouldn't have been doing, you know, in order to get women, right? But there, there does have to be enough time to allow both sides of the story to be told, and then, you know, figure it out. Um, but but not not necessarily with this situation, right? This this is not one. There's no. It's just a let it play out. This is what I said yesterday when it came out, wasn't it? Which is like before I go crazy and talk about the story and talk about the or talk about the twoies like they're uh, the devil incarnate. Can I hear their side of the story first? Yes, John. It's it's kind of hard to believe that. Well, maybe it isn't hard to believe, but that if somebody would not know that the difference of them being adopted or not being adopted and whether or not the family wouldn't let you know we're adopting you or, hey, we can't adopt you. We're going to put you in a concern. Those seem like valid points that might should have been going around in a conversation with everybody, right? That seems like something to be left well, that, out. Well, that, that part right? is th- there's, a, there's a good disconnect there because Sean Tui, who's the dad— said that they had a conversation with Michael at the time and said, we can't adopt you, but we got to, we got to, uh, take your conservative ship. So they're alleging that he knew. I'll also say that, and I don't know if any of you have been in the situation. If you ever had a kid stay at your house for a long period of time, that a lot of times you just say like, yeah, he's like my adopted son, you know? Um, there's, there's also the, how many times have you said somebody's your uncle and they're not really your uncle? Yeah, anybody have an uncle who's not really their uncle? I have plenty of uncles that aren't my... My uncle Mike uh, was my dad's roommate in college. He's a wrestler at Ohio State. Mike Barnett lives in Arizona, listens to the show. He's not my uncle. 
But I've always called him my uncle. He was introduced to me as Uncle Mike when I was a little kid. Yeah. But it's not the uncle like in The Sopranos, the uncle. No, <laughs> no, no. But I mean, I guess you would agree that the young man probably should be benefiting a little bit more no from doubt. what happened. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, that it's seems a, to be it, obvious, It, it right? looks like a really, really bad deal that the two signed. And they all got a really bad deal out of it. You know? But you also get people that'll go like, well, Michael Lewis made all this money. He should just give it to him. Like, why? I Like, out of the goodness of his heart? Sure, he should. But he's not legally obligated or even morally necessarily obligated to. And Doug, there was a lot of talk yesterday, which I thought was like, talk about going down a road down the street. Oh. Uh, Sandra Bullock should return her Oscar. You get to just people go crazy about it. <laughs> like, mean, listen, it's what? just alleg- like, let's, <laughs> you know. But this is the same thing that happened with the Favre thing, right? Where people are like, dude, Brett Favre on TV during Monday Night Football? No. Ask him about stealing welfare money. Take down the statue in Green Bay. You know, like just have a little. I understand. I have no patience just like anybody else. I, I have had to really, really work on my level of patience. But everything we everything we can do, we can just do with just press the button. I mean, that's the whole thing with Twitter, right? We just sit there and stare at it for news to come out. Bam, like that. We used to have to wait for the morning paper. Now we want it right now. You know, when I order something at Starbucks, I want it ready. I want to time it out so it's ready. I don't want it sitting there. Okay? I want to know when if it says it's ready at 145. When I walk in at 146, that sucker better be hot, piping hot and ready. Matter of fact, you guys ever get a nitro? <laughs> that seems a little too much for me, but nitro's now, awesome. The nitro is is it poured into your coffee or is it separate? No, it's separate. It's a it's a it's like a it's like a cold brew, nitro cold brew, but they put nitrogen in it so it's like foamy and fizzy a little bit. Okay. Right? And but they won't make it until you get there because it's one of those you gotta get it and kind of drink it quick, otherwise it settles and all the all the foam goes away goes away from it. It's not very good. But it's annoying. Like you're in a hurry, you order a nitro, you get there, you're like, where's my nitro? Like, oh, you're here? Now we'll make it for you. Because you have no patience. We have no patience. We have the story, we get the allegations, they gotta be true. And there may be some truth to it. I'm guessing they still have their conservatorship. It looks like there's a break in their relationship. He feels like he wasn't, it wasn't on the up and up. He's never wanted to talk about it. Anytime anybody's had Mike War on, he has completely not wanted to talk about it, the, the blind side at all. And now you're starting to see why. But there's also, it feels like a breakdown of communication that, that led us to this place. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We'll get to Nick Cope with an update shortly. Uh, the Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live from the Tyrac.com studios. Ben Volin joins us uh, for his weekly visit. He's a senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. He covers the entire league, but there was a time which he only covered the Patriots and, of course, still covers the Patriots. Um, l- let's discuss Ezekiel Elliott. They have Ramondre Stevenson. How does Zeke Elliott fit into their plans this year? Just to spell Ramondre Stevenson, uh, the Patriots, they came out of last season pretty concerned that Stevenson played too much. They were too reliant on him. He played the most snaps of any Patriots running back last year in at least 12 years. That's as far back as I could find snap count data. So he played a lot. He had some bad fumbles at the end of the season. Uh, The Bengals game in particular, they're marching in for the game-winning score, and he, he unfortunately fumbles it away. So I know the Patriots have just been looking for a number two running back just to spell Ramondre Stevenson, and they started with James Robinson, the former Jet and Jaguar. I don't think he was healthy enough. They've cycled through a few of their own guys, and they've landed on Zeke, and I think they, they figured, look, it's the second week of preseason. The, the season's only three or four weeks away. We, it, it's time to bring someone in. So they, they reached their deadline. They brought in Zeke, and he's a guy who can do everything. He can run between the tackles, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield and do pass protection. And the Patriots, other than Stevenson, don't really have a guy like that on the roster. So uh, Ezekiel Elliott is, is definitely coming in as the number two, but he should definitely get some opportunities uh, with the Patriots here and, and is not going to be the same old Zeke, but there will be a role for him. There, there always is with these Patriot running backs. Well, I, th- this is something that I was, I was talking about uh, coming in today, which is I could make the case that among the things that Bill Belichick was ahead of the curve on was the not overspending on a running back, right? I mean, even, you know, Corey Dillon that helped him win the Super Bowl back in the day, right? Like he was a super talented guy who had worn out his welcome in Cincinnati. 
They've ne- they've never fallen into the trap of overspending on a second contract for running back, and most of the guys they've had have come in as you know low money guys, right? No, yeah. Is it possible they were Belichick was ahead of 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 the diminishing value of the running backs before everybody else? A hundred percent, and and not. Fully. I mean, he still used a first-round pick on Lawrence Maroney back in the day. Right. Frankly, he used a first-round pick on Sonny Michel. Um, but that's different than paying running backs, and Belichick has never really paid running backs before. So, absolutely, he's been ahead of the curve. All, all, all this talk about how uh, running backs aren't getting paid. People in New England are like, yeah, what else is new? I mean, this is, this is not news for, for people who have followed Bill Belichick. Um, Corey Dillon was a veteran who was on the downside of his career. You look at a guy like LeGarrette Blunt. They, they pick him up for nothing from Tampa Bay. He has a great season. Goes out and gets paid by the Steelers. Uh, you know, he gets upset there. They kick him off the team. The Patriots bring him back for a minimum and get another great season out of LeGarrette Blunt. So, uh, Belichick, when it comes to um, knowing – I mean, he certainly values the running back as far as what it brings to the offense, but he, he certainly knows also that it's the position with the deepest supply and you don't need to uh, pay veteran running back. Ben Volan joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Did they make a mistake not spending more to get Dalvin Cook? No, and, and I don't think that's really what it came down to. I think Dalvin Cook probably didn't want to come to New England just because of the role. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson is the clear number one running back, and I think he's a potential breakout superstar this year. And, and Dalvin Cook wants to be a number one as well, and I, I think he goes to the Jets. Yeah, they have Brees Hall, but coming back from the ACL, I mean, who knows what he's going to realistically give you this year. Um, uh, so I, I think it was more about the opportunity and, and the type of team he was joining. I mean, the Patriots are maybe a middling team, and the Jets – potentially uh, a top contender. So um, I, I, you know, maybe money was a deciding factor, but I really think um, Dalvin Cook just didn't want to come to New England because they weren't offering the opportunity that the Jets were. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, ben Volan joining us, who's a senior NFL writer, covers the entire National Football League. Um, what do you make of the quarterback, backup quarterback fight in San Francisco, right? Um what what is what was it that was said earlier today that um, uh, that the starter would have to melt right have to have to melt in order for Sam Donald or Trey Lance to get in instead but it it looks like Sam Donald's going to beat out Trey Lance and Lance played with such little confidence this weekend what do you make of it yeah it's funny I was actually watching the Niners for two days last week they had these joint practices with the Raiders uh, and I was out there. And Lance, what, what struck me is, you know, Trey Lance's first name is very appropriate because Trey is running third on the depth chart right now, and, and he looks kind of buried. Um, just not playing with confidence. Hasn't played a lot of football in his career. Just a guy who was raw coming into the league, and then injuries have really set him back and, and really set back his uh, development. He, he fumbled several center uh, snap exchanges during the practices. He made some great throws, some, some great athletic plays, but then he's also kind of all over the place. Uh, with his um, with his accuracy, so you know the, the Niners they have four quarterbacks right now. They also um, uh, Brandon Allen. They have a, a veteran fourth stringer that they've said that they're willing to keep. And to me, I think unless Trey Lance, you know, something drastic happens, I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners are looking to move him because if they're talking about keeping the other guys, there's definitely no need to. Um, keep four quarterbacks. I think they clearly brought in Sam Darnold to be the backup. I don't think Darnold has done anything in camp to, to lose that spot. 
And Lance has just been, you know, an unfortunate circumstance for the Niners. Um, it, it, they made a big shot, to, to a big play to go get him. It hasn't worked out. Um, they they've, they lucked into Brock Purdy. They've lucked into a pretty good situation. And I, I don't know, I just get the sense that um, both sides maybe eventually need just like a, you know, a fresh start all the way around. So Trey Lance just having a really tough time in camp right now. And, um, to, for the Niners, it's really all about Brock Purdy and Sam Donald. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. And the, the, Purdy, the, the, the end of what appears to be the Trey Lance experiment, um, it's interesting. Sam Donald, who, of course, he went through it in New York, bit of a resurgence for a short period of time in Carolina, and now he's getting what could be some some form of other opportunity. And, um, you know, again, he's got Christian McCaffrey, but a much better team around him, much better coaching around him. That, that, that part shouldn't be undersold that while it's down for Purdy, it's up for, for Darnold. No question. And if you're Darnold, you have to be excited about where you're joining. Uh, that's a system that has proven they can plug in quarterbacks and do pretty well. Uh, Brock Purdy, not to take away from him, but – to be the seventh round Mr. Irrelevant draft pick and to go and take your team to the NFC championship so that you've got uh, an excellent team around you as far as uh, talent and coaching and uh, culture. So the, the Niners definitely have a good thing going. And, and Brock Purdy with his elbow, I mean, who knows? Who, who knows if he's going to be able to last 17 games this year? And I think Dar- uh, Darnold is definitely the next man up. And, you know, we've seen it from guys like Rich Gannon. Like, it takes a little bit while, you know, a little while for the light bulb to click. Maybe Darnold, still a young guy, maybe he can be one of those players too. But no question, I think if you're a quarterback in San Francisco, you've got to like your situation. How big an issue is the offensive line going to be with the Jets? Uh, that's probably their, their one, uh, you know, sieve right now. That's, it's the one major question mark on the offense. Um, but to me, Aaron Rodgers is kind of his own best protection. He knows how to get the, rid of the ball quickly and how to audible before the snap to, you know, get some, some quick, uh, quick pass off or, or, you know, kill the play and, and live to see another down. Aaron Rodgers, you know, like Tom Brady was the same way. It couldn't have been coincidence that wherever Tom Brady played, two of his offensive linemen made the Pro Bowl every year. I just think that the best quarterbacks are their best protection. And Rodgers will figure it out. He's such a he's a pretty smart and savvy guy. I'm I'm just more concerned, frankly, with just the overall connection of the offense. It's obviously not easy to come in, new team, new uh, you know, new teammates, trying to install your system with everyone else. I think the Jets have probably had a, some frustrating practices here now that we're getting into the dog days of camp. So that'd be really more my concern is just can Aaron Rodgers get everyone on the same page really quickly. Because the Jets obviously uh, have big goals this year and, and can't afford a slow start. Um, help me out, Deshaun Watson. It's been reported in the joint practices three inter- three more interceptions today. Uh, what are the expectations from him around the league? A guy who um, obviously we know about the off the field issues and of course the contract dispute when he was in Houston, and then signing the 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 biggest longest guaranteed contract in the history of the league. But you know the suspension and the time away. Didn't play well last year. What are the expectations for him this year? Yeah, I, I think, honestly, Watson is a great test case for what is taking two years off due to a quarterback. And this is a guy back in 2020, I mean, put up monster numbers, 4,800 yards, 70% completion. Now, interestingly, the Texans did go 4-12 and that year, so you do wonder how much of that was maybe empty stats a little bit. But he was still, the way he was playing back then, he'd be, one of, he'd be the greatest quarterback in modern Browns history and probably the greatest one since Otto Graham. 
but he hasn't played. He, he obviously missed all of 21. He missed most of last year. Now, finally, he's getting a full offseason, a full training camp. And, you know, he says he feels more comfortable, but as you said, he's coming out here in practice and throwing some picks. I mean, who knows? It's, you know, he's facing the Eagles, uh, obviously a very good defense last year's Super Bowl team. I remember for years in New England, Jimmy Garoppolo was never that good in practice, always throwing picks, and then you turn on the lights and, and he was a gamer. So maybe that's the case with Watson. I just know that, you know, the Browns are counting on him to be the old Deshaun Watson and taking two years off. Even though he's still young, that's still a lot of football that he's missed. So I still think Deshaun Watson is going to be playing some catch-up this year. I would tend to agree with you. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Ben Volan from the Boston Globe. Um, we're seeing rookie quarterbacks already name starters, right? Uh, not a surprise what happens in Carolina because, you know, he's the number one overall pick, but uh, also Bryce Young is a really refined guy. Um, Houston, that appears to be a foregone conclusion. But now Anthony Richardson, fourth overall pick, already named the starting quarterback. This feels like a trend, right? Like it was already a trend that they would all automatically play at some point in their rookie year. But now starting the season with them, that feels like a trend. Yeah, and I, I think that's been a trend for the last several years. The, the Patrick Mahomes uh, plan is pretty rare where you sit a guy – for an entire season. And the only reason the Chiefs did it is because they had a, a pretty good team back then and, and a, a good veteran quarterback. And they took a quarterback in Mahomes a year too early. The, the teams that are taking quarterbacks now, it's not like they have anyone on the roster that you know brings uh, any a ton of hope to the franchise. So, uh, you know, like, like Anthony Richardson especially, to come into the league, uh, you know, kind of as raw as he is and with as little playing experience as he has, he's got to play this year. And uh, the Colts have to be prepared to take their lumps and to maybe have a 3-14 and season and to ride the roller coaster a little bit. I think there are going to be times where Richardson is the most exciting player in the NFL, and there are times where you're going to slap yourself on the forehead and say, what were you thinking? But he's got to play. I mean, that's the only way a guy like him is going to learn. And and same with Stroud and and same with Bryce Young. Uh, There's no reason in today's NFL that these quarterbacks shouldn't play they can have success right away. Um, and, and to me, the, the best way to learn is, is by playing. So um, really not surprised to see, especially a guy like Richardson, uh, getting in the starter so early. Ben, great stuff, man. Thanks for joining us. Look forward to talking to you as the season gets started. All right. Thanks, Doug. The Doug Gottlieb Show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. One-two pitch. Swung on hit high in the air. Deep left field. Get some legs. Stretch. It's gone. Solaire with number 29. A little breathing room here at the bottom of the eighth. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's our progressive play of the day. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Making things even easier. They help you bundle your home and car insurance together. So you can save on both. Learn more Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. That call from WINZ, the Marlins Radio Network, as Jorge Soler, who looks like the after photo for any workout video. Jorge Soler, first in back-to-back jacks for the Marlins as they beat the Astros 5-1. And any Astros losing highlight makes its way to the Doug Gottlieb Show because resident Astro haters John Ramos and Jason Stewart select said highlights. Let's get to Nick Cope with the press. The press. I wasn't wrong, by the way. They are haters. I mean, it's okay, but yes. I mean, there's, they have a reason for their hatred, but mm-hmm. they, they Oh, hatred. I can't stand them. I yes. admit that. Yeah. Right. They've given into the dark side just in that one instance. All right, Doug. Number four overall pick, Anthony Richardson, named QB1 in Indianapolis. And here's the reaction from Richardson. Uh, honestly, I was shocked. You know, uh, I've been grinding, putting in work just to, you know, get the title. But, you know, it's not really all about a title. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I'm ready for the team. You know, despite, you know, being labeled as QB1, you know, I still got other guys in the room helping me, you know, get to that standard. So I'm forever thankful for them. You know, I appreciate them and I'm glad, you know, I did get the nod and, you know, I do have the the trust in, the, in everybody in the building to think that I am QB1. The number four pick, shocked. 
Uh, it was. I mean, I, I think most people thought you give it to Gardner Minshew a couple games, and then you let him work his way in. I'm sure Shane Steichen's like, mm, we'll just run the ball. He'll just run the ball a bunch, right? So, I also think that there's a certain like Jonathan Taylor back in the building. Like, let's not fool around with it. These are the two guys we want to build our offense around. Let's get them working together sooner rather than later. A day after signing Dalvin Cook, the Jets activated Brees Hall today. They are gearing up to make their run here, if not this year, next year. Short window with Rodgers coming in. Yeah, I mean, look, I think offensive line's got to be an issue. I think, um, you know, it's a dramatic culture change. And I also think that Rodgers has to be cautious, you know, the offense he wants to run is basically what they're running in Green Bay before before they made the coaching change, right? Well, that offense wasn't helping. He won the two MVPs with that offense. He ran to win the two MVPs with what they've been running. So I just Aaron Rodgers back there running around trying to make plays, doing gunslinger stuff. I don't know. But um I like a lot of the things in their defense. I like a lot of their things skill position wise in their offense. But I've yet to see a team be really successful without a very good offensive line. Lamar Jackson and his new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, they appear to be developing a nice relationship to the point where Munkin is apparently implementing Jackson's ideas in practice. The, the big question with Lamar Jackson is he wants to show everybody how he can throw from the pocket. Well, that's what we're told, and that's what he likes about the, the offense. The, the issue with that is, He's a great runner. He's a great runner. He can throw a foot. It's not like he can't throw a football, but everything is predicated on you have to you have to respect the fact that at any moment he can take off and he's better than any running back. So I'm interested to see the volume of passes to throw. Now the one thing that Munkin brings in, he's not running the zone the read option the way they ran with, but if you watch Stetson Bennett and how he played last year at Georgia, there were design runs there. So I think you'll see more of that style of running as opposed to what he's been doing previously. Kyle Shanahan tried to put any question about Brock Purdy being QB1 to bed. He said Purdy would have to melt in practice to not be their starting quarterback. Are they going to open the arc? That's that's the question. (laughs) Ramos, you weren't even paying attention. You guys are looking at some of the computer. You didn't hear that line. You're changing. I heard the arc. I heard something about the arc. Okay, say the line again. I'll, I'll I'll do it again. Brock Purdy would have to melt in practice to not be the 49ers QB1. Nick, are they going to open the arc? (laughs) See, when you're actually listening to the show, it's a funny line. Yes, the arc of the covenant. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, Cool scene, by the way. Ooh, I saw a very disturbing movie. Do you guys like dystopian movies? Sure, yeah. You do? Yeah, every now and then. Okay. Yeah. The Platform. Okay. It's Spanish and dubbed and subtitles, whatever. The dubbing's better than the subtitles. Um, you want the premise? Please. It, it was when uh, Matthew Stafford pushed that photographer off the platform. <laughs> no, no. The platform is, it's some sort of prison-like facility where you find out how many levels there are. And at the very top level is like the most incredible gourmet meal that fills out this whole cement platform. And it goes down a level at a time, and the lower the level, the less food you're going to have because the people above you eat it. And you, every, you're you a, a month at every level. It is crazy and screwed up. And yeah, just if you like dystopian movies, you'll like So how long do you have to wait to get to the top then? You're, you're talking You like, get moved around. There's no, oh, it's, okay. it's not like 
okay, you start at level 150 and then you're 149. You might be at 150 one week, one month, mm -hmm. and then at seven, yeah. and then at 30. And um, yeah, just it's it's a freaky movie. Sounds like a rough go of it. It is a freaky movie. All right, finally, Doug, the NBA released a schedule for their in-season tournament, the first edition of it, and they're going to showcase the Spurs and their number one pick, Victor Wembenyama. They're set to have the most national TV games in group play. Yeah, well, Vic, uh, I mean, because they're not going to play in the playoffs or that man TV in the playoffs or when it really matters, so it gives us a chance to watch Wemby. Makes makes total sense. I just, I do wonder, and remember, they're going to manage his minutes. I don't think he plays close to 70 games, maybe not even 60 games this year. Hopefully he plays in those games that they televise. Just be interested to see what the level of give a rip from the rest of the league, because that's what this is all designed for, Right. And oh yeah, by the way, I don't get why they're doing it in December in Vegas. I love Vegas, not in December. That's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. The Doug Gottlieb Show uh, podcast, the In the Bonus podcast, is live at the top of the hour. Can the Angels score a run tonight against the Ra <laughs> against the Rangers? Am I asking that much? No, I don't Just think so. Just a run, one stinking run. Bunch of lollygaggers. That's what they are, lollygaggers. All right, In the Bonus Podcast is live at the top of the hour. My thanks to Nick Cope. This is Doug Gottlieb Show, only on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.